Okay, tell me that just didn't happen. No way. No way. No way. <gasps> yeah, we've all been there, especially when it comes to watching your favorite TV show. But now there's no need to freak when it comes to reliving the latest must-watch TV moments or the inevitable social media spoiler. The Couch Lords are here to break down the hits and misses of the TV and movie landscape. And who knows, you may even find a show you didn't know you were missing out on. Listen to the Couch Lords podcast now over on SoundCloud. Visit their Facebook page to weigh in on the discussion, tweet live with them during shows, and watch them on their YouTube channel, all under the name Couch Lords. So don't get left out of the TV conversation, because as a Couch Lord, there's no better way to sit, watch, and conquer. Alright, what's going on guys? Welcome to a holiday edition of The Couch Lords. Now this is our last podcast until next year, so we have a lot to cover. I'm Marcus Drew Steele. I'm Alex Manas. And I'm Alex Monroe. And let's hop right into it. We've got a ton of winter finales to talk about and what we liked, what we didn't like, and if we expect more or less from certain shows in the new year. We've also got some trailers to talk about and news as always. So what are we starting off with first, Monroe? Stream Queens. Stream Queens. Okay. <clears throat> Since neither Manasa or Monroe watched it, I will be the moderator for this one just really quickly drum roll please we found out who the red devil killer is and there was a quite a little bit of a twist because there was three we knew that boone aka nick jonas was the killer but pete was also one of the killers the newspaper guy that we found out and hester was the other killer leah michelle's character and so uh were plotters and killing everybody on campus. But the twist was is that Leah Michelle actually got away with it. Um, and Jamie Lee Curtis knew about it. It was kind of like a flashback to Halloween and Michael Myers and stuff like that. It was really dope, I thought, because they paid homage to that with Jamie Lee Curtis again, and Leah Michelle got away with it. The other news with, really quickly with Scream Queens is that because it's an anthology, obviously they'll be back next, hopefully they'll be back next season. They haven't been renewed for a second season yet. But the twist with it was that Ryan Murphy said is that the characters will remain the characters. So who we met in this season, who's still alive, there's a chance that they could come back, but they'll be the same characters. They won't be playing a different part, but the plot will be different. So one of the things they were talking about was having a summer camp type theme kind of like the jason Voorhees. but so it's not gonna really be a an anthology really no yeah it'll be an anthology with like a whole different plot and a whole different killer and stuff like that but the characters whoever oh, decides to come back like kiki palmer and leah michelle and jamie lee curtis and stuff like that who are still alive they'll still play themselves that doesn't make any sense to me if it's an anthology then why are they the same characters because they were saying there's going to be a twist on that and so it'll be those characters in a different environment and so I don't know how they're going to do it yet, but he said that that's the twist that they wanted to make. And so I'm just hoping that they bring back Zayday, that they bring back uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, and that they bring back Denise Hemphill. Mm -hmm. um, because the, to me, those are the people that made the show. So we'll find out. But they haven't been renewed for a second season yet. So 
That's it. It was. What have been doing? How's how's the show been doing? They said that the ratings were mediocre for the finale, but that that might not mess with the second season. But the only qualm I will say about Screen Queens, and then I'm done, is that it was a two-hour season finale. They could have done it in one. There were like two separate episodes, but the final, final episode was unnecessary. They covered all of their bases in the first part of the season finale, and they should have left it there. And the whole second part was just a time waster. A two-hour season finale is not a good sign, first no, of all. It was, it, was, it was just two episodes combined together as one. Which I understand, but usually what happens is that when a show has a two-hour season finale, and they, are, they do that, they combine the two episodes for the season finale, um, it's usually because they're really just trying to get it off their schedule. Because well, no, because they did a two-hour season premiere the same way. <clears throat> right, which I, which I get. Um, uh, they and it had good ratings. It doesn't show a lot of promise. So, but it's kind of like, you know, now if the show's not doing well, that's usually not a good sign. I, I've seen that. I've seen a pattern with that with a lot of shows in the past. I'm not quite sure. I think that they'll get a second season, and I think that it'll give them a chance to kind of maybe reinvigorate and stuff like that now that they know what works, what people liked and what people didn't like. I think the premise of the show is good, but they need to kind of reboot it a little bit now and kind of put some things and take some things out. Like, I started watching it, and I, like... Gave it a good, like, five episodes, and I was like, eh, you know, I'm not, really like, the biggest fan, but I will try again next season. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think it's got promise, and it's it's a very good concept, and I love anthologies. I'm becoming a big fan of doing the anthology stuff, and so I'll be kind of excited to see because it gives us another fresh perspective and take on the Scream Queens thing. That's all. Okay. Um, not a good, as far as winter finales go, I would give it a C. Just because it could have been condensed down into one episode and not two. Yeah. Two uh, hours sounds like a long time. <laughs> trust me, it was. <laughs> okay, that's all I have for Scream Queens. Anybody else? No. Nope. Moving on. On to Empire. Woo. Did uh, you that, all of you guys? Yeah. Good. Who's uh, taking it? I'm trying to remember what happened. <laughs> I Ooh. do remember that. Uh, uh, okay. So, uh, what's his name? The youngest kid. Hakeem. Hakeem. He kind of sold out the company because he was going to be the deciding vote on the board um, to whether or not that the that Empire was going to get, um, they were going to transfer CEOs because uh, it was Lucius's um, job that was on the line. And it was, um, what's her name? My cousin Vinny. My God, I'm brain farting like crazy right now. Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei, thank you. Uh, Marissa Tomei's character was trying to force him out, but it was really because that she has been married to Naomi Campbell's character, who suddenly came back, and we just found out that yeah. they, actually, they actually are married, and she's the one trying to take over Lucius's company. She has but it's a, all a ruse. Uh, huh? It's all a ruse. Like, they got yeah. fake married because Camilla teamed up with her, so oh, she tried to take the company back or yeah. steal the company, and they yeah. just... And because Hakeem has such this, you know, I, I know all the kids have kind of a rocky history with Lucius, but Hakeem has kind of been like the worst and the mo it's like the most fresh with him. And uh, so he was the deciding vote on whether or not to uh, put Lucius on as the, as the CEO of the company. And he, devo he voted against him. So, uh, so the company ultimately went to uh, Naomi Campbell's character. Now, I thought it was... I thought it was cool that with the way uh, Cookie approached this, that even though that she's been fighting against uh, Empire with her own company, 
um, they, she, she had to remind Hakeem, like, listen, like, you know, this is, what's the name of their company again? Lion Dynasty. Lion Dynasty. She's like, Lion Dynasty is our company, but, uh, Empire, but uh, Empire is our legacy. And she tried to really instill that into Hakeem because if they lose that company, they lose everything. So, um, anyway, I just thought that was kind of, that was interesting of her to say, and that, you know, she's still kind of, she she still remembered that the, that Empire is her is her, that's her roots. Her because her ultimate game is to get Empire also. Yeah. But remember, she wasn't one. Of, she wasn't willing to sell that stuff for Lucius to acquire that Streamline Network either. Remember, he wanted to sell his old records, and she was like, "No, that's our legacy. Yeah. I'm not selling that." Yeah. Um, oh. Did you remember the other story points? Um, yeah. So Hakeem is getting all the ladies. So. Yeah. Now, Anika, Boo-Boo Kitty's pregnant, and she has it, and it's Hakeem's. She hasn't told Hakeem. She's going crazy and is stalking Hakeem's current girlfriend, the Mexican singer. Uh-huh. I don't remember her name. And and she's also going to Rhonda, who's pregnant, and is and Rhonda's saying all these things, like, Lucius, his kryptonite is, like, his grandchildren, and so Lucius bought him a house, and so Anika pushes Rhonda down the stairs. We think. Yeah. We don't know. Oh, yeah. I think. No. We don't know, but it's got to be her. Yeah, you're right. We don't know for sure. But it was very dramatic. <laughs> it was like opera music, slow motion. Like, and she's like... <laughs> I, was, I ain't never seen a girl fall down the steps this slow. <laughs> Come on. It was kind of ridiculous. Like, I get it was supposed to be a big dramatic point, but it was so ridiculous. We knew. Like, I, from the moment Lucius bought the house and Andre was helping her up the steps, I was like, she's about to fall down these steps. Yeah. Like, I, I called it. I was like, somebody's going to push her. Who in the hell needs all these damn steps if you're supposed to be pregnant? Right. When you learn stilettos going down them, too. That can't happen. the fall. And the setup was so obvious, too, because they did that that whole, like, low angle. You know, the camera's, like, down the stairs looking right up. And she's sitting at, she's standing right there at the top of the stairs, yeah. you know? So, but wow. anyway. Um, as, so, were there any more other plot points? Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jamal, um, he had to break things off with Alicia Keys' character, mm-hmm. right? Was that in this episode? Yeah. Okay. When Lucius was like, he he's he's getting all hopeful, telling telling Jamal that, um, oh, she fixed you, like like he's not gay anymore, but really it was more complicated than that. Yeah. Kind of like hooked up because they had this connection, but I mean, ultimately he is gay. And so. um, it's the first time in their like music awards and empires ASA. Yeah, it was the first time in history that Lucia, that a father and son are going head to head competing for the best song. Yeah. So then they have like this, like they had like that long stare at the end of the episode. Like, yeah. it's so poppery. Mm. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what would you guys give this, this episode? Oh, I'd give it a good B. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. B plus maybe. Yeah. The only thing that threw me off was I think the pushing down the stairs bit was yeah. it was so animated and so over the top. It was like, really, guys, come on. <laughs> that was a little wacky. And then quickly, what my thing was was just that when Camilla came back, I was like, oh god, not this bitch again. And I was like, come on. But it was a good twist that she was uh, Marissa Tomei's wife. So. Yeah, that I kind of figured that. So all right, I'm ready. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, what's next? Agents of Shield. Okay, we'll run this quickly. I was so stressed out watching this episode. Thank you. <laughs> I was so stressed out. Go Thank ahead, you. you take the wheel. 
Uh, just really quickly, what would happen at the end of this episode? So the whole reason of this part of the season was the portal to the other universe and finding out that there's some entity from Hydra's past that like they wanted to bring through. And Jenna was the only one who knew how to get somebody back. They, they've sent people over there for ages, but Jim's the only one who knew how to send somebody back. And so it was kind of a two-part winter finale because in the first part of the, uh, the first episode, they were at the castle again and... Ward had taken uh, Gemma and Fitz custody and kidnapped them, and then everybody else was kind of in flux, and Coulson was super mad because, what's her name, died? Oh, uh, Roz, Rosalind. Roz, Roz died, and yeah. so when we moved to the actual winter finale, they killed a lot of people, actually, and I was kind of shocked. Who um, did they kill? Pretty much everybody the ATCU got killed. Oh, and yeah, yeah. the people who had sort of like a good plot line and stuff. The death count, the death count was pretty high. Yeah, um, the that's right because the Inhumans, oh, they, a lot of the Inhumans that were taken captive, they got and all of those who were Inhumans who were starring. And so pretty much the Inhuman team got together, and so it was a guy who could melt metal, and then Lincoln electricity, and Daisy with the earthquake, and then Mac was the new director because Colson appointed him while he went off to go fight Ward. Long story short. Mac, um, excuse me, long story short, Coulson ended up killing Ward, which we'll talk about that also in a second. Fitz tried to rescue Will from the alternate universe, but it turned out... He was possessed by that monster thing. by the monster and ended up the monster guy, which I kind of called that too, because I was like, there's no way. And then... um, what else did I have written down? Uh, one, the, the few things that I liked is that I liked Mac as a director. I, I did. Mm-hmm. He, they, they did something that I was like, I can buy that. And I and he had to remind people that he's in charge, too, and he had to make right. the decisions. But he had a really good presence about him, and so I think that they may be onto something with keeping him as a director. I'm not quite sure. Um, the other thing I didn't like was Fitz being a bitch. He has no backbone. He has nothing whatsoever. I need him to do a little bit of something more in the next part. How was he a bitch? Tell me. He was so weak. Like, he was just, it's all about Gemma, 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 Gemma. And I'm like, come on. We, I need a little bit more from him. Also, as much as I try not to like Ward, I do like Ward. And I knew that when Coulson killed him that he wasn't going to be dead. Because I was like, Ward's too popular of a character to just kind of kill off like that. He turned out to be a pretty good villain. He does. He does. And so at the end of the episode, it turns out that the monster thing that was possessing Will ended up going inside a ward. And he ended up back in the portal, too. So that'll probably be the whole premise. The whole rescue operation, I like like how complicated it got. Like, okay, like the agent, the shield had its plan how they were going to rescue Fitz and Simmons. Right. You know, get through the portal, whatever, whatnot. But the problem was that um, Gemma... Gemma had escaped and she was on the run, but they, when when they were closing in on her, she runs into um, Blair Underwood's character, right, Andrew, Andrew slash Lash, and mm-hmm. so uh, she frees him and he becomes Lash, and and he kind of saves her, but he also kills all the Inhumans in the process, right, and then he escapes as well. So I think that'll be the other part of the second part of the season. Is yeah. Dylan- Ward's character and dealing with Lash again. And so I think Lash will probably have to get killed in the second part of the season. Um, As far as everything else, I would love to see more of their team of the Inhumans. I hope that they kind of become more central characters, especially um, his, the actor's name is Juan Pablo, but he plays a guy who melts metal and then Lincoln's character and Daisy. I hope that they get a little bit more screen time together. And then, um, We'll find out where Andrew is. I give it a good A. A, yeah, definitely A. It was a good episode. Yeah.
Okay, next we have Mindy Project. Take that away, Monroe. Um, okay, so Mindy Project, what's been happening with that is Mindy and Danny have been having, for the last few episodes, have been having problems because Danny wants more children and he wants Mindy to stay at home. And Mindy's like, I have this practice going on. I don't even know if I want children. And if I do, it's not right away. So it's like the way it ended was really up in the air. Emotional much. It was so sad. So they were having a lot of problems. It was Christmas and they found this picture and it was the first day they met. So it was like flash forward, flash back. It was like mm-hmm. how, why they were smiling in the picture if they hated each other. Wait, I have to call out one thing though in the flashback when that when they actually took the selfie. Because uh, it's supposed to be like back in what, 2007, 2008? Yeah. And she has her flip phone and he's like, What are you doing? She's like, I'm taking a selfie. It's going to be huge. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, so it, it goes on to tell the story of like why they're smiling in the picture. And it's like Mindy wanted to quit because Danny was a jerk. And so they measured her armoire she got for the office. And he's like, if this actually fits in your office, then it's a sign that you should stay at the practice. Mm-hmm. And so now it's present day. And Mindy's like, I don't know if I want to leave him or not. And so in the middle of the night, she gets up and she measures Leo's crib. And as soon as she did that, I knew what was going to happen. I was like, no. So she goes to her old apartment, which she still has. And like measures the spot out in her apartment, like in her closet, that she would turn into a nursery, like if the crib would fit. And it did. So at the very end, she crawls back in the bed with Danny. And like, that's it. Well, she cried after that. They show her like crying, sitting on the floor crying. And then she crawled back in the bed with Danny. So we don't know what's going to happen. So is this, uh, this is a winter finale, right? It's not the end of the season? Yeah, it's the winter finale. Okay. I have not been watching the show, but um, Marcus, when you texted, it was so emotional, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, I'll have to check it out. I just, (laughs) (laughs) it's not an emotional show. It's just, you know, it's a comedy. The few quick things that I had. Go ahead. Will she or won't she stay or leave? And like, because Danny's kind of being a jerk. Like he's saying, you have to do this and you have to do that. And we're doing this because it's going to make you a bad mom. And she's like, well, working makes me happy. Like we already have a kid. So let's just calm down. And he's trying to like get her knocked up. So are they, um, are they married? No, not yet. Okay. They were planning on getting married, but then Danny at this episode, Danny was like, let's take a step back. And Minnie was like, <laughs> really? Um, uh, so really getting married, but he wants her to quit her job and have more babies. Right. Uh, I think the dialogue in this season has been really spot on, especially like with the pop culture references and stuff and kind of fitting it all in and making it funny. I, I really enjoy that. I miss Peter Prentice, um, Adam Pally's character. I wish you would bring him back, but I also like the fact that they added Jody and Colette. I think that they're super hilarious, um, additions to the cast. And just finally, I think I love the fact that they're doing some conflict between Danny and Mindy. You know, in some co- comedies and stuff like that, you know, when people get together, that's all roses and sunshine and stuff like that. And like, it's happily ever after. But I like the fact that they're making them have conflict with each other. I think it's what's keeping me interested. Yeah. Bye. So, um, I give it an A. A. I, you, okay, you guys both give it an A? Yeah. Okay, I give it, yeah, I give it, I'll give it a B plus. I would challenge you to go back and watch the first half of the season. Okay, 
All right. Then he's gone for like almost 10 episodes because he's like taking care of his dad. But I'm pretty sure he was probably off shooting something else and they had scheduling conflicts. Yeah. Uh, okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. okay, what's next on our list? Next, TGIT, we're going to start with How to Get Away with Murder. I need to get my life really quick because... <laughs> <laughs> here? <laughs> All right, Marcus, take it away. Um, you want me to do this one? Okay, major spoiler alert, everybody. Major yeah. spoiler alert for this. Well, this okay. spoiler alerts this whole show. <laughs> I know, but for How to Get Away with Murder, I feel like that's the biggest one. So yeah. if, you're, um, if you're into How to Get Away with Murder and you haven't watched the uh, winter finale... Turn off this podcast right now. We can watch it and then turn us back on. And there you go. Yes. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Hello. Who? Oh, Marcus. With me. Hold up, Marcus. <laughs> there he goes. There he goes. Okay. okay. Sorry. Did I freeze? Yeah. Okay. So let's start off with the biggest question in the room. Who shot Annalise? Everyone say it with me. Yes. I think we all knew that Wes was going to be the one that shot Annalise, but we wanted to figure out why. And so all of the last part of the episode, or the, the winter finale episode, was leading up to why Wes shot Annalise. And turns out that Annalise was trying to conduct this plan to get um, the light-skinned black, the other black dude, off. Uh, one of the one of the half style, Caleb half style. She was trying. She was trying to get him off. And so they're trying to come up with this plan. And then it turns out that they're also trying to get rid of. The, um, the DA's body that uh, Asher Ranch ran that girl over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did not see that coming. Because his dad, he was in shock because his dad had just committed suicide. Right, absolutely. And so she was being a real bitch about it. And <laughs> I was like, okay, somebody's about to kill her. And then she walked behind the car and he just ran that hoe over. Yes. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And so then they brought her to the man- to Hapstown Mansion and threw her off a balcony to kind of make it look like foul play. And then Annalise was like, okay, somebody's got to shoot me. And all the Keating five were there. And, uh, Frank was taking care of the other half style. Uh, what's her name? I don't remember. Uh, Catherine half style. That's her name. Yeah, she, he, Frank was taking care of Catherine's character and sabotaging her. And nobody wanted to shoot Annalise. And so then Annalise started airing out everybody's dirty laundry. You know, mm-hmm. they were, they, first off, they didn't want to help Asher. And so then she was like, all of them knew about such and such. And so now you know. And there was like, okay, that was fucked up, Annalise. Why did yeah. you have to go and do that? Yeah. <laughs> that was a power move, I thought. I was like, somebody had to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then there was like, Laurel, you always wanted to be in charge. Shoot me. And she was like, no. And then she was like, okay, Connor, you don't like me. Shoot me. And, you know, Connor almost did it. But then he was like, no, 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 I can't do it. And so then it came to West. And I knew she was going to do this. And I was like, he's about to shoot her. Because <laughs> she was like, Rebecca, I, Rebecca's dead. She's been lying this whole season about Rebecca being dead. And they just not yeah. know where she is. And yeah. West has been like a dog with a bone trying to figure out what's been going on. And so she told West finally <laughs> So, yeah, and he was supposed to shoot her in the leg, but really, he raised the gun and he shot her. We all knew. He was like, fuck that, bitch. So, I just have to to say, so, Wes was the one who killed Sam, and now he attempted to kill Annalise. So, he's turning into uh, a killer. But the episode ends. I'm going to say there's more. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's with Annalise and uh, Famke Jensen's uh, character. Uh, what's What's her character's name? Eve. Eve, okay. 
So Annalise and Eve flashback about what? It was like 15, 20 years in the past. Wes was maybe eight. Yeah. Eight or nine. Maybe. Yeah. About 15, 20 years ago. And they see there. You see little Wes in a, um, he's interrogation room. Yeah. He's in an interrogation room and he's talking about his mom because the, the history was that his mom had killed herself. Right. Yeah. yeah, and so he's talking about his mom, but Annalise and Famka are watching him through, like, through that one-sided mirror thing, or the two, what do they call it, the two-way mirror? Yeah. And they're watching yeah. the interrogation happening, and uh, Famka, Famka Johnson's like, oh, God, Annalise, what did we do? Cut to black. You know, so there's a lot of history there. And we knew earlier in the season when uh, Famka had asked Annalise about, about Wes, like, is he, is he the one? And, and she said, Annalise says, yeah, he's the one, it's him. So, and we were led, led to speculate whether or not that he was the, um, he was like Annalise's son, because uh, I think Asher had made a joke about that in the first season, mm-hmm. about whether or not that he's like, a, her, you know, her long lost son. But um, I don't think it's as simple as that. It's more about, they, they did something in the past that had to do with Wes and his parents, um, or at least with his mom. Um, so... We'll see what happens. I guess they're going to show it in the second half of the season. Um, and then um, I think they did a – okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Just, oh, yeah. there's, a, there's a couple more things I want to say. A couple to more you. things, yeah. Real quick, okay, real quick. I think I was re-watching the first season and then the first episode of the first season when Wes walked in on uh, Annalise and Nate, like, getting it on. Uh, you know, she was all serious when she talking to him about what he needed, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So he went out the door. And then when, when she shut the door, she kind of, like, looked up into the air and, like, gave, like, this huge sigh. And I thought it was more because, like, she got walked in on. But it, I think it's more because, like, you know, she knows who Wes is. And this is, like, they did, like, a really early setup to what's going on in this season. Uh-huh. So, and that, and a little tidbit uh, or a factoid or whatever, the guy who plays Wes, which is Alfred Enoch or something like that, he also popped up in an episode of Sherlock. He played one of the guards for Buckingham Palace when he got almost murdered. And uh, he also popped up in Broadchurch. He worked in the, uh, at the, the newspaper. Okay, go ahead. And quickly, I just want to say the only questions I had is, what are they going to do with Catherine Hapstall's character? Because if remember, she was placed in the woods and Frank drugged her, but then she woke up. And so we thought she was dead, but she wasn't dead. And so I want to know what happens there. What's going to happen with Oliver? Is he going to become an honorary member of the Keating Five now? Or is Annalise going to help ask him to help do more stuff? And then what about Wes? What is going to happen with Wes? Wes is like the gravitating nucleus of this entire conflict right now. Yeah. So I want to know those things. I'm done. I give it an A. Okay. okay, what's next? Scandal. God. <laughs> Monroe, you want to take this one? I don't watch Scandal. Oh. <laughs> uh, so Scandal, uh, basically, uh, we may have already talked about this, but just in case we haven't, uh, the, the winter finale of Scandal, this is when uh, she... Uh, so she's kind of taking on the first lady duties, right? No, she's not. Oh, it's. I know she's not anymore. Was there another episode after that? Yeah, the winter uh, finale. They broke up. Right. Yeah, that was the one where she was doing like the first lady duties, and right. uh, and like somebody was like, "I need, I really need your help." Blah blah blah. I really need to find the recipe oh, to yeah, 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 yeah. that I had at the White House like a year ago. Can you play? Like, bitch, I get snickerdoodles. <laughs> And uh, and then Melly, uh, now she's a junior senator, and so she's uh, she had realized that they were tr- uh, the Congress was trying to cut funding to uh, Planned Parenthood, 
um, not really cut funding, but the, it's like it's left on uh, what do they say? Uh, like it's it's renewed, but on a discretionary basis. Right, and it leaves it open to uh, potential cuts in case you know if they want to use it for something, you know, use those right. funds for something else. And so she thought it was really important that that's not left that's not left on a discretional basis. And so um, when it came time to vote on the bill, uh, and everybody's like ready to go like on Christmas vacation and all this shit. Um, she started to do, she did a filibuster <clears throat> and she got up on the podium and she spoke for like, I don't know, she did like that whole Ted Cruz thing where she spoke for like 11 hours or something like that. Yeah. I love how Scandal does is when they rip stuff from the headlines to, uh, you know, to inspire their stories. And so, um, but basically Olivia, uh, inadvertently helped her out by getting the vice president, um, Susan Ross. Yeah. To come in and, um, and get, and get Congress to vote. Um, well, she asked like a very long question to yeah, like I'm yeah. remember to go to the bathroom, and then she came back and was able to like hold it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, she could take over for her filibuster. So, I'm but basically, the, ended up going to Melly's favor because of Olivia. Yeah. And then um, Olivia, um, she she went in to get a surprisingly to get a an abortion, which was probably so we didn't even know pregnant. Yeah, we didn't even know she was pregnant. At the end of the episode, she goes in to get an abortion, and um, and then when she goes back to meet Fitz at the White House because she missed like a really important state dinner, um, she is in her room. She's looking for the hooch that Melly left behind in the closet, the first lady closet, and then they had this long, drawn out, dramatic um, breakup, and basically Olivia left the White House because it was overall like you know her feeling trapped in this role as the first lady when she was doing like these ornamental duties around the white around the white house when really she's a lot more than that um i think at the end of it though they they both agreed that they were like this was never going to like we were doomed from the start you know and they they were both like damn like what are we going to do um and then at the very end of the episode we see jake and eli go into the house together and so now we're going to figure out what's up with them or what they're going to try to do um because jake rescued eli from uh what was it the the burning of the Louvre or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I give it an A. Yeah, I give it an A too. Well, I give it actually, you know what? I'm gonna give it a B plus. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and the only reason why is because I felt like their breakup was like really super drawn out. Well, the other, and one more thing about that, then I wish, I hope that the next part of the season does not focus on Fitz and Olivia that much. Yeah, I'm getting tired. Like, kind of worn out. Of it. <laughs> I, I'm getting tired of it. They need yeah. to focus on other things. And so I, I want them to focus on something else. And I also want to know what happens between David and Susan. Mm-hmm. Um, they were kind of getting close together, too. So totally. that's all I have. What's next? Okay, next is Quantico. Take it away, Monroe. Okay, so a lot happened and too much to summarize in, like, an appropriate amount of time. <laughs> So, but I will go over it really quickly. So Alex turned herself in, got caught slash turned herself in. Um, and so she was taken away to this interrogator who was also like, he tortured her. And Ryan was her bait. So, and then we found out she wasn't guilty. Um, and at the very end, we find that Simon was working with the guy who created, who made the wires that Alex found. So we think that he has something to do with it. Yeah. But we don't know. And um, why did they, why did Alex 
go to like what did Alex say to to Con O'Connor that made him realize that she's not guilty? I forgot. It wasn't her. It was the rest of the team. It was Shelby and Natalie and the twins who were like, and um, what's the the, the blonde haired dude's name? Caleb. 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 Yeah. It was them that proved that she was innocent. Okay. So then he had no choice but to be like, okay, so we need to figure out. And so then they brought the whole team together, and it was good to see them work together. But then we, they kind of all broke up again because they found out that Alex and Miranda and what's-his-name were all watching them, too. And so yeah. that all kind of got the shit. But don't forget, at the end of the episode, Simon got abducted at his house, but you know it was by the dude who was trying to pose as Alex's lawyer. It was that dude Mm -hmm. who was like, had it out for, who had it out for Simon at Quantico and was like, I'm going to find out your deepest, darkest secret. And then he left because he fled the room during that whole bomb scenario. It was him that abducted Simon. Wait, did they show him? They didn't show him at the end of the episode. Yeah, at the end of the episode, they showed his face, and it was him, and he, like, pulled a rag over Simon and didn't drug him off when Alex was driving off of Simon's house. So this was the guy that was interested in him? Right. That was fake interested in him. Got it. Okay. I don't remember that happening. And so now we're like, oh, shit. So what's really going on? So that's why I was like, well, Simon didn't do it, obviously, now. Maybe I didn't watch the end. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah, maybe I didn't watch it either because I don't remember any of that. I think like the last thing I remember was Simon was meeting with the guy who was building the bombs. Well, that was yeah. in the middle of the episode, and so he was yeah. meeting with the guy, and then he, Simon knew that he was being watched, and so he fled, and everybody was trying to find him, but then he showed up back at headquarters and was like, I made the blueprints for it, but I didn't do the bombs. You know, I was trying to do it as a political act, and then somebody stole my blueprints, and so everybody was like super skeptical about it, and then the whole jazz about them finding out that they were being surveilled by Alex and Miranda and the other guy, then they all broke up and got mad and left, and and so then Alex went to Simon. Oh, you froze. Uh-oh. Marcus froze. She was there. It's like, we're back. You guys see me? Okay, y'all froze. I'm... There you go. There you okay. are. Yeah, and so she went to his house and was like, can you help me? And Simon was like, we can't. And so then Simon walked inside, and Alex got in the car and drove off. But then when Simon went to the sink, the dude came up behind him and put that chloroform mask over him and knocked Simon out and drug him off. And then we saw his face, and it turned out to be the dude who was trying to pose as Alex's lawyer. Oh, shit. I want to go back and rewatch that. Yeah. Because I don't remember. Because then I was like, oh, shit, what's really going on? Yeah, I have to go back and rewatch that too because I don't remember any of that. Um, I don't think he's going to be the bomber, but I do think it's going to be somebody that we know. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And it's interesting that uh, Alex has to take on all of the all, all the guilt. Like she has to pretend that she is guilty, and they have to pretend with her. So. Well, now she's only got twenty four hours, or else she's going to jail because right. she's guilty. Yeah. So. Well, what I do remember, I give it an A, just because it's like. <laughs> It's just been so consistent, you know? It's just been always really good, and there's never been an episode that you would say is a filler. Like, it's, there's never anything boring. There's always something going on. So mm-hmm. I give it a name. I felt like there was one episode that was a filler, and that was when everybody and their mama was hooking up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, every new show has to have, like, one episode where it's just all about the sex. <laughs> I was watching, though, so I ain't gonna lie. 
Oh, one other thing. Um, we do find out that uh, Shelby's character, uh, you remember that how she had like, she said that she had this half sister in the Middle East. Oh, yeah. And she recently discovered that she's been sending her like a ton of money. Turned out she was being catfished. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was at um, what Caleb was actually helping her out with that. Like he's, yeah. he was like trying to call her out, but, um, but and she didn't realize she was actually being catfished. So. And then really quickly, I love this, but I hate this at the same time. The winter finale airs on December 13th, and we find out who the bomber is. And also... Ah, he froze. (laughs) That's like the worst timing. (laughs) You totally froze at that last sentence, so go go back and say that again. (laughs) Okay, what what did you hear and what did you not hear? We just hear about, we found out, we're going to find out who the bomber is. Oh, yeah, we're going to find out who the bomber is on December 13th. Quantico returns after that on March 6th. Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder return on February 11th. Um, Marvel Agents returns on March 8th. No! (laughs) Empire returns on March 30th. And Scream Queens hasn't been renewed for a second season yet. And the Mindy Project will be back in January. Oh my God! All right, um, is that all what we have on your on the list? Nope. Okay. <laughs> all right. Whatever you guys have, I have one more show to talk about. Okay. Huh? I have one more show to talk about after we're moving on to the next. We're moving on to the next show now. Let's do it. Jane uh, the Virgin. Somebody take this. Alex, go ahead. Um, I'm just, oh God, I'm trying to remember what happened. So they were trying to find a new babysitter, right? Yeah, they ended up finding like this really sweet um, older uh, Latina woman, and um, and she was really like she was well educated. She was really going to be really good for Mateo. Jane really liked her, but she was having a hard time letting go of Mateo. Mateo um, being babysat by somebody else, while uh, she and Rafael are trying to work out. Like they're just trying to go on a date, and Jane's having a hard time, and Rafael is having a hard time with her having a hard time. So that's what I remember from that part. Uh, what was going on with Petra? And then Petra and her mom were trying to get rid of um, the dude's body that she uh, Yeah, that they killed, yes. And Petra was trying to be friends with Jane, but then it turns out she had to help her mom, so she had to shove Jane away, and it made Petra mad. Exactly. Still whole jazz, and then oh, and then she was actually, oh my God, okay, I remember now. So Jane was actually trying to find an advisor. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was this really famous uh, author that she had like looked up to, and she was going to get the chance to meet her, and um, and so she had like this list of things that she needed to talk about her because she had like uh, you know everything was planned out like based on like you know this author's personality. Kind of like conversation starters. Kind of like conversation starters, but everybody that was surrounding this author, mm-hmm. she was trying to like intro into that group, and every all of her conversation starters were being taken by other people, and she only had one 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 left. And she had been drinking a little bit too much. She's been tossing back, like, she tossed back, like, two glasses of wine, which she has not been drinking at all. And she hasn't eaten anything. So she's feeling a little tipsy. And so when she starts talking, she gets really expressive with her hand. And somebody, one of the waiters is walking by with the hors d'oeuvres, and she knocks the whole uh, tray of hors d'oeuvres or drinks all over um, this author. I think it was, like, deviled eggs or something like that. Something like that. And so she made a terrible first impression. It was actually quite hysterical. Yeah. Um, The girl's advice, the the famous author, her advice was terrible. She was like, make it all sparkly. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, this shit is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible advice. <laughs> but it turns out that she ended up getting on her good side because um, because it turns out that the author just had a baby, mm-hmm. and so they had something to relate on. <clears throat> um, 
And but she didn't end up choosing her as an advisor. She was actually asking Adam Rodriguez to be her advisor. Mm -hmm. And and he I think he he agreed. Um, but it was very like, you know how he, he's kind of like a little cold, you know, used it first. And then he agreed, because remember, Jane said she's trying to forward her new friend, um, the advisor's uh, evaluation. But she accidentally sent it to the advisor because she called him like a cold hearted such and such. Oh, he yeah. Like, he called oh, like a double, his devil spawn or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, damn it. <laughs> and then we find and out that Raphael did well, you remember, and then we did find out that Raphael did hire that guy to get Michael fired. Yep, that's right. And Jane heard it all. Yeah. And now she doesn't trust him, which sucks because he just bought a house near her, and it's like a modest compared to what he has already. Yeah. It was really sweet, and they were going along so well, and she found out now she doesn't trust him. And Michael's back, but... But Michael didn't really get fired. It was all... A ruse. A ruse, yeah. Yeah, so he went undercover... So he could get close to Nadine, and it worked. So that's that's what's happening with Michael. But then she got shot dead. Oh, that's right, and she died. Yeah. <laughs> Nadine's gone. Nadine's gone. She dead. And she then also, really quickly, Rogelio ended up having the downside, so he moved into a condo and had to sell his stuff, and then Zia Mora's song got chosen by Rogelio's arch nemesis for their new show. Mm. <laughs> And there was also really uh, a really cute Black Friday thing where the grandma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> that was good. That was good. He, and Raphael was just like, "I'm just happy to be here." About this, about, about shopping with them for Black Friday, and she was like, "Rule number three: no talking." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. She's like, hmm, "That's cute." Rule number three: no talking. <laughs> Uh, I like that. Yeah, it was it was a good. It's not the season finale though, or the the mid season finale. They do have um, one more episode. It's going to air on December fourteenth. Um, I think that's going to be the mid season finale, and then it actually doesn't say when it's going to return. But January twenty fifth. I'm sorry, what? January twenty fifth is when they return. So I give this episode a B, just because like Raphael really fucked things up. Mm. And I just like it's just gonna be too much back and forth if it goes on any longer. Mm. She's just gonna have to make a decision. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my that's my grade. And then Petra's twins are coming, so we'll see how he's gonna balance the the you know, the, the daddy life between Petra and Jane. I'm gonna give it an A minus just because I'm getting the if, if I'm getting tired of anything, it's just the love triangle. I am a little tired, exhausted because every show does a love triangle nowadays. And I'm just let her she needs to pick something, let's move on and boom boom boom. <laughs> I give it an A only because this is in the true fashion of telenovela. <laughs> okay. so it's just gonna I know it keeps going back and forth. Some shows I'm not okay with it, but for some reason for this I am okay with it because uh they have to keep it going in in that way to keep it in that fashion. So Fair enough. Uh, but so yeah, <laughs> so I'm gonna give it an A. Um, next show is casual. Last show is so we have show? we have like three more. <laughs> I'll, I'll, quick then. I'll do the casual wrap up alright um, last episode of casual what's his name the brother is dating the girl Emmy who's open Alex another Alex go figure um, he's dating the girl Emmy and they end up going to her parents 
wedding, which they were totally going to crash at first, but then his dad asked him to be the best man. And so then he kind of changes his mind and is like all for the wedding. And then Valerie is really upset about it because she's still kind of dealing with her breakup and everything like that. And so she ends up getting drunk and then taking MDNA, aka ecstasy with Emmy so that they can have a good time. And then their daughter, she ends up going to her teacher's art festival. Just She's kind of stalkerish now and she was getting on my nerves in this episode. And then she she tries to go home with this other guy and then the teacher comes out and is like dude what are you doing she's 16 and the dude didn't realize it. and so then he walks off and then he tells the daughter that she doesn't belong there and yeah. so then she goes back to their house and ends up sleeping in valerie's bed because they've been fighting because she slept with the teacher that she had a crush on and then she also slept with emmy which is alex's girlfriend and so then alex walks in he finds out he storms off valerie runs off after her she doesn't catch him so then she goes back to the house and then emmy shows up and so then they start arguing and so then the daughter comes back with a guy named dave who she wants to go to mexico with and valerie's all like no you're not going to mexico and the daughter's like you're not a parent you're supposed to be the best friend and you're not even a good best friend at that and so then she wants to leave and then alex walks in the door and he's like oh great everybody's here let's sit down in the conference room they start arguing they tell her that she's not going to mexico then emmy gets upset because she finds out that valerie only slept with emmy because she wanted alex to be close and so then emmy's trying to make alex cheat. oh it's freezing up <laughs> <laughs> I was doing so well. You were on such a good roll and it started freezing up. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm almost done. And so then Emmy gets mad because she finds out that Valerie only slept with Emmy so that she could keep Alex close. And she tries to make Alex choose. And then Alex is like, well, I don't know what to do. And then the daughter's like, wait a minute. You had just as big as a part of this as Valerie did. And you slept with him too. And then Alex is like, oh, yeah, you're right. You got to go. And so then Emmy ends up leaving. And then Dave is like, geez, this is a lot going on. And then Alex is like, okay, you got to go too. And then also at the same point in time, we rewind just a little bit. Him and Leon end up getting closer because then Alex tries to kill himself by running to the brick wall. But then the anti-life brakes come on and it's up stopping him. And then they try to find out where Carl is, their dog that he adopted. He's dead. And so at the oh, end of the episode, dead. I know, right? So then at the end of the episode, they're all in the church again and the parents waiting. And it goes back all the way to the first episode where they were in the church in that back pew. But it was supposed to be a funeral. And then, you know, kind of have that little thing back. And so then Valerie and the daughter are on good terms. But then Alex and Valerie are not necessarily on good terms, but they're at least talking. And then it ends. And Valerie had that bizarre uh, sex dream about Alex. Say what? Remember Valerie had that bizarre sex dream about Alex? Oh, yeah. And she was like sucking his fingers and stuff. Yeah, and it was it like, really weird. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And it turned out it was uh, a dream that she was having while she was in bed with, um, what's her name? His I was like, ooh, no, don't think so. <laughs> but yeah, and so I, the one thing I will say about this season is that I love the music that they end on. To me, it's just very fitting. I had some of the songs I've never heard before, but like they fit so well with like the ending scene of the of each episode. And I'm like, shit. This and I love how uh, how this with, with this episode, the the last scene where they're in the church watching uh, their parents get married. Um, I, I love how it's kind of like they they bookended it. Like you know, this yeah. wedding, the beginning was actually a a, a, yeah. a dream funeral. But yeah. in them three, it was um, it was Alex, uh, Valerie, and uh, what's her name? Uh, they're all they're all sitting there, you know, on on the, the church pew, and they're talking, saying, talking shit about family, and it ends the same way. So it's great. I like that. Yeah, they've already been renewed for a season three now, too. Apparently, but they haven't got oh. a season two. So interesting. Yes, I like it. A plus. A plus. B. 
Oh, YB. I just felt like they had so much, so many problems, and then at the end, like it just got resolved too quickly. Like I know they're still gonna have to work through it, but like I just felt like it was kind of an easy out. I don't think that they resolved them though. I think that you know her Valerie and her daughter, you know, they kind of saw eye to eye, and she was like, I don't know what's wrong with me, and you know the fact that her daughter took up for her. I think they still have some issues to work out. And then that when Alex didn't resolve anything, you know, remember she went to try to go hold his hand and he yeah. wasn't moving. And so she like pulled away. I don't know. Just like the ending was a little anticlimactic for me. I, don't know. I get it. The, the way I saw it was that they are, they're obviously they're highly dysfunctional, but, right. uh, but it's just like how uh, Alex's girlfriend, I'm sorry, I forgot her name, but Alex's girlfriend had told them right before she stormed out saying that you guys yeah. deserve each other. Right. So, and it's kind of how it is. Like they all deserve each other because they're all screwed up. They have like this we- really weird, openly sexual relationship with each other, and it's like it's you know brother, sister, daughter. <laughs> Another foreshadowing thing, really quickly too. Remember when they went hiking and it was Valerie and her mom? I know. Okay, shit. Okay, <laughs> when she, they were up at the mountain, and she was like, "Valerie, don't make Alex choose because he may not choose you." But right. at the end of the episode, it was Emmy who tried to make Alex choose, and she and he ended up choosing Valerie over yeah. Emmy. So I thought that was very ironic in that aspect. Totally. Uh, okay. Next. Uh, next is Modern Family. For everybody who doesn't know, Monroe keeps rushing us because we only have a time limit on each episode. And I just, <laughs> well, we have so many shows. I mean, you know, we're, we're doing like, I guess about 20 shows to talk right. about. So, so. I, I'm trying to adhere to her rule. We're, co- we're, you know, we're covering it all. She's being very bossy. <laughs> I'm not. It's, it's, yeah. I'm just it's guessing. aggressive at the very least. Hey, Monroe, you a boss-ass bitch. We have Modern Family, American Horror Story, Walking Dead. All right, you do Modern Family, uh, Monroe. Okay, so this is their Christmas episode where Gloria wants to get the whole family to go to a cabin, and it's like, and it's supposed to be like this white Christmas. <laughs> Turns out it's super hot, um, and like, it just... So the, the thing that I liked about this episode the most was Haley and Andy finally get together. Uh, and Andy's fiance, like Gloria surprises Andy by inviting the fiance. The fiance is like, Andy, I cheated on you before he could confess about Haley. So they're broken up. Him and Andy are together. Um, what else happened? Oh, Alex realized that she's so negative all the time because there's this older woman that's there. And she's like, this is my ghost of Christmas present. Like, I don't want to end up like her. And so, um, Alex tries to be nice and successfully does so after, like, just saying things. And then they're like, oh, don't be so rude, Alex. (laughs) Um, And then I think that was really, oh, and then there was, like, a homage to The Shining with Luke and Manny, and they're trying to hear Lily. And then, um, and I don't really remember what else happened. My favorite scenes, just I'll run over those really quickly, when Gloria surprised, when they found out that Andy and Haley were sleeping together and they were all standing there at the door and then Gloria shows up and surprise, she's like, surprise, your fiance's here. Claire pushes Haley back into the room and closes the door. And then Haley's <laughs> like, here, let me show you around when someone catches Gloria at the speed. And then you hear Gloria off in the background going, what? And then the other part was... Um, the girl, the lady that they had stay with her, it was so hot there. Um, 
Cam had said something about her, and like she had to quit back, and she was like, uh, "We should have left you out in the hot." You know, you know, usually when they leave people out in the cold, but it's so hot there. He was like, "We should have left you out in the hot." Or they're like, "Go play where snow would be." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh no, it's snow." And she's like, "No, actually, it's a forest fire." But if you listen closely, you can hear the scream. <laughs> Everybody's like, "What?" <laughs> It was a good episode. Oh, and then Claire, Jay hands down his company. He announces his retirement. And so Claire is going to take it over. So that's probably what's going to happen next season. So good episode. Very good winner finale for them. I give it an A. Strong A. All right. Marcus, I'm sorry I didn't get your grade. I got an A. I gave it an A. A? Okay. What about you? What? I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go back and watch it again. Okay, American Horror Story. You want to take this one off? Uh, sure. I'm going to try to do the best I can to remember. So, um, so we know that the Countess has like this history with. Um, th- there were there was a famous Hollywood movie star back in I think in the 20s, um, and and he also had a I don't was it his wife his girlfriend. His wife. Uh, so his wife. Okay, so she ended up in the in this this threesome with them when she was very young and impressionable. And then um, what ended up happening was that he faked his death um, so that and she, and she thought that he had truly died. But then he comes back and tells her um, that we're all going to run away together, the three of us. And so um, uh, anyway, so we. So he, they have this plan. They're going to run away together. Again, this is all in the past. When um, hold on, let me pull up the the cast here. Um, American Horror Story. The wife's Alexandra Daddario. That. It said the wife is Alexandra Daddario. Right. Okay. And then um, hold on, I'm pulling it up on IMDb here, so I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> all right. Um, Okay, so, but then Evan Peters, who's uh, Mr. March, is, he's actually in love with the Countess, and he wants to marry her, or they've already been married, and she's, because she married him to try to be rich and taken care of, but really, she's in love with, um, with Finn uh, Witchrock's character, which is, I think it's Rudolph Valentino, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he had two characters this season, and so this uh-huh. is this is the movie star. Yeah, so this is the movie star character that he played, like the Italian movie star. So, um, so anyway, um, Mr. Uh, Mr. March's character, Mr. March, uh, finds out what's going on, and he gets uh, uh, Rudolph Valentino, and um, I'm sorry, what's the other woman's name? Alexandra, Alexandra yeah. Dario, Natasha. Um, so it's Rudolph Valentino and Natasha, and he he gets them, and he actually seals them off in the in the hotel. And what happened was that somebody had opened um, one part of, that part of the hotel that they've been sealed off in for like I don't know eighty years, um, but because they also had the virus too, and they they're the ones who actually gave the Countess the virus. Um, and so now they're released, and uh, the Countess gets reunited with Rudolph's character. Uh, but they, but she's kind of like, you know, she's a different person now. Um, what else? Uh, oh, and then she's marrying, um, Cheyenne Jackson's character, Will Drake, but really like she's planning, she's plotting against, uh, plotting against him. She wants to marry him because he's the actual owner of the hotel. So mm-hmm. she wants to marry him and then kill him so she can regain the control of the hotel. Um, 
And uh, what else happened there? I'm really bad at recapping you guys. <laughs> so really good. Yeah, you are pretty good at it, actually. With John, where John finds out that this entire time he's searching for the Ten Commandment killer, and it was actually him. And so you kind of learn the arrangement that James March Pat or whatever Evan Peters character has with um, hypodermic Sally. Mm -hmm. So James March or whatever his name is March. He was the original 10 commitment killer and he wanted to pass along like his gift to someone. And so John actually came to the hotel years before on one of his drinking vendors. And uh -huh. so that's when March kind of gets it in his head to start doing these things. And so he sort of, so I now, um, okay. Yeah, go ahead. John has like a split personality. And so he doesn't remember killing these people. And if, while he's in that personality, he's sleeping with hypodermic Sally and they kind of fall in love. But the other, so when he goes back to his normal self, he has no recollection of doing any of this. So we also learned that, March provides protection to hypodermic Sally because he's providing protection from herself because her beast, the one that we saw that has like the drill dick, that, <laughs> yeah. that's also part of her. So he's protecting everyone else in the hotel and herself from this beast that she's carrying around. Yeah. Because the last thing that I saw with March was that the Countess um, was really pissed off at him because uh, he, what what did he do? I think he actually did. He set them free. He set the uh, the Rudolph Valentino and the and he um, he was really pissed off at him, and I can't remember why. She he, was like, well, he found out that um, the Countess was going to leave with them to go somewhere else. Right, right. So she was pissed off that they were actually sealed in the hotel, and she had no idea. Yeah, and, and so she discovered that it was him, the one he was the one that sealed them, and so whatever deal that they had, they had to break it off because she was so fucking pissed at him. Yeah, and so yeah, and then the couple they escape, and they are like really old, decrepit vampires. So now they're killing people to mm -hmm. regain their youth, and then we see them leaving the hotel as what they normally looked like. So yeah, uh, I give this one an A. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about, too, real fast to recap, was uh, Kathy Bates' character and Matt Bomer. So it's Iris and Donovan. So uh, Iris killed um, these, uh, basically these porn actors that were shooting a pornography in the hotel, uh, except for one. There was, there was a guy and a girl, the two actors in the film, and then the director. Iris kills the director and the girl, and then... Um, Donovan sees what happens and he's like, you know, praising his mom. He's like, I never knew you had it in you, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then he takes the guy um, and he takes him over to um, Angela Bassett's house uh, to, I don't know, I'm not quite sure why. It was more like an offering to her and that uh, he had convinced her that, you know, uh, now that he's back in, now that he's back on the good with the Countess, that they can both you know, finally, you know, execute their plan to kill the Countess, right? Um, because Angela Bassett's character was the one who really wanted to see revenge against her. 
and um, and it was more. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to recap this as best I can, real, as fast as I can. So, um, and so we find out a little bit more about Angela Bassett's past. Uh, she had these things with her parents because uh, Donovan was trying to figure out like why all of a sudden that she wants to get revenge now, and it was because she had this other history with her parents where she passed on the virus to her dad who was sick with um, Alzheimer's, but it turns out it didn't really heal him. It just um, it just made him live forever with Alzheimer's. And so she actually had to kill her own dad because he was going to live forever with Alzheimer's. So, um, and so now that's when she decided that she wanted to get, um, she wanted to get back at the Countess. And so Donovan takes her back to the hotel um, and they're about, they're getting ready to kill the Countess when uh, the Countess like counteracts. And it turns out that Donovan was in on the plan the whole time with the Countess to actually capture Angela Bass's character. So they have her, cooped up in the house and then um who plays the maid i don't remember the like, ma- I forgot the maid. um they called her mrs so it was evers. mrs mrs huh evers mrs evers yeah so mrs evers warned cheyenne jackson's character about not you know that he shouldn't marry the countess because she's evil and that she's gonna you know she's gonna kill him he's gonna end up dead and he doesn't believe her and she says okay well when you're when you're on the floor dying, I'm going to wa- sit there and watch you because I had already warned you about it. And so, uh, and the reason why she was warning him was because the countess was the one who took her man, which was Mr. March. So, uh, so it turns out after they got married, um, he, Cheyenne Jackson ended up in the, the same cell with, uh, Angela Bassett and he helped free Angela Bassett. But you know, because she's a vampire, she's hungry. She fed on Cheyenne Jackson and Cheyenne Jackson's now dead with uh mrs evers watching over the whole scene so <laughs> i guess i didn't watch lot yesterday's i thought that the one before was the season finale because i don't know any of that oh yeah yeah that's the one i saw <clears throat> so, and then um and then one last thing before, before we finish off on uh on uh, american horror story is that the uh the, the kids the kids that you know remember there was a, that virus outbreak in the school and it was because of uh, uh, Alex, the Alex, Chloe's seven, I can never say her name, Chloe's seven knees character, yeah. um, because she passed along to a kid to try to save the kid's life, but then the kid passed along to everybody in his class. Well, it turns out the kids are running in packs, like killing people in, like, you know, in the city of Los Angeles. And so she has to try to figure out a way to wrangle all of them. And she's having a difficult time doing it. So that's that. Okay. Um, on to The Walking Dead. Oh, The Walking Dead. Okay. So um, I'm just going to recap the season finale. I'm not going to go like doing the stuff that lead up to it. But basically, uh, their city, which is, give me one quick second here, because I always get Terminus and Alexandria messed up. And I, okay, their city called Alexandria, uh, which is like this utopian town that people had developed to, and they kept the walkers out. Um, they uh what happened is that one of the towers that was that was held up in the wall uh, in their border area had actually collapsed and it broke it tore a big part of the wall open and so all the walkers were able to get in so there's chaos going on so everybody has to hide out in houses um in like their attics or whatnot and then um the mayor of the town which i can't remember her name at this point but she ends up getting bit she was a major character in the in last season and this season uh she ends up getting bit and we know that she's going to die. Glenn is back. 
he's alive and it turns out what happened to him what happened to him was what everybody thought would happen to him the the body the guy that he was with uh the body landed on top of him so the walkers were eating his guts so because we only saw glenn's face screaming and we only saw guts but basically it was the other guy's body on top of him so glenn is back but he's trying to get to maggie who's kind of um <clears throat> she's kind of marooned on like this uh this structure because she had to escape from the walkers but she has nowhere else to go um, and Glenn can see her, but he doesn't want to make a bunch of noise um, because it can attract more walkers to him. And um, Carl uh, gets into a fight with uh, with I for, see the, there's so many characters it's hard for me to remember the names, but it's basically another kid that's jealous of him. Uh, and this kid try actually physically try to kill him, like he try to get a gun and like and try to kill him, and so. Uh, and it's really because Carl's dad, Rick, killed this kid's dad, but this dad was an asshole. And that's exactly what Carl told me. He's like, look, I get it. My dad killed your dad, but your dad was an asshole. <laughs> so he was abusive. He actually he killed somebody. And uh, so things had to get taken care of. Um, now, Carol uh, knew that there was the there was one of the guy one of the guys from the that was wearing the W on the foreheads that had actually attacked the town. Um, there's only one that's being held captive, and she knows that he's there, and she actually has a plan to kill him. But um, give me one quick second here, guys. Okay. But somebody's there to stop her, and it is dun, 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 dun. one moment, one moment. Morgan's character. Okay. So Morgan has this mantra where all life is precious and even no matter how bad they are, like they don't deserve to die. So he has to fight Carol to, in order to protect this guy because he, he doesn't want anybody to be killed. So, which is kind of silly because he, if he got out, then he's going to, he's going to kill people. So, uh, which ended up happening. He, he, he escaped and, um, uh, there's a, there's one of, one of this, one of these girls who's trying to be a doctor or medical advisor. She was, uh, trying to actually help him and she actually repaired one of his wounds. He ended up taking her hostage. So jam packed episode, these chorus of characters always tend to throw me off in every show. You know how these shows yeah. like, they like to do all of these like, ensemble yeah. characters. Yeah. yeah. And I get it. I follow them, but for, it's really difficult for me to, to uh, catch on to people's names and character names and whatnot, because not, there's just too many people sometimes. So I only remember the core group. <laughs> but this season so far has been very action packed. It's been great. It's, it's awesome. I give it the, the season finale or mid season finale. Day. Cool. Yeah. Okay, now we're moving on to news or trailers. Trailer talk. Huh? We're doing trailer talk. Trailer talk. Um. Okay. Well, I know we're kind of running short on time here, uh, but there were several trailers released this week. One being, and I want you guys to just give me your thirty-second uh, opinion on each of them. Okay. And Monroe, we'll start with you, and then Manas, you come after her. Okay. Okay. Uh, Tarzan, go. No 30 seconds can describe this. So first of all, watching the trailer, they added like a tribe, they added like more humans, and it's just so far fucking gone from the Disney story. Also, Alexander Skarsgård is super hot, but I don't like him with long hair. I think Jason Mama should have done it. And yes, Tarzan's supposed to be white, but he's also supposed to be, has like dark features, and Alexander Skarsgård is a super fucking Swede. 
Yeah, he's hot, but seriously, wrong person. Margot Robbie actually looks good, and she looks like she could be a very fitting Jane, but just the rest of it, uh-uh. I'm sorry, no thanks. And Tom. Okay. okay. So, I actually read the original Tarzan, and there there actually is, like, there's tribe and, like, na uh, natives in the story. No. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm not too familiar to the, with the story with um, with the fact that, you know, Tarzan has been in civilization, and he's being released back into the wild. So I don't really know how the story's going to work out. I think maybe this is just kind of a retelling of it. Um, I think the casting is... Eh, I don't see Alexander Skarsgård as, as Tarzan. He's too... Uh, I don't know, I guess too European looking in a way. Like, you know, it needs to be somebody with a more olive skin tone. And Margot Robbie, huh? 15 seconds. And then Margot Robbie, I guess she's, she's been okay as Jane. I wish they would have got somebody uh, with a little bit of a stronger presence. Margot Robbie seems too pretty or something. Um, but I don't know, I'm interested to see where this goes. I love Samuel L. Jackson, I love Christoph Waltz. So, um, and David Yates, who directed the last few Harry Potter movies, he's a great director, so we'll see. Um, time. All right. I, I only got one word. Christoph Waltz will be the only reason why I would see this movie. He can play a bad guy in any movie I produce, make, or write. Yep. Um, he's amazing. He's amazing. Um, next movie trailer. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. We'll reverse it. We'll start with Manas and go with them to Monroe. You've got 30 seconds. Go. All I'm going to say is it looks exactly like the first one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's it? That's all you want to say? It looks just like the first one, and that's it. <laughs> okay, Monroe. As much as you try, you can never bring back the original Ninja Turtles in my heart. And I'm sure that's the case with a lot of people. Like, I just, the, the graphics are stupid. Michael Bay is gonna keep going like he did with Transformers because he don't know when to stop and there's gonna be like 10 more movies of this bullshit that no one's gonna wanna see. Done. My only thing is, is that I thought the first one was terrible. I didn't like it. The only reason why I would go to watch, and I actually rephrased that. I wouldn't go to watch TMT 2. I would watch it on Netflix like I watched the first one. But I like Casey. I thought Casey it was my favorite out of the, the, yeah. The, yeah. the originals, the hockey dude. I, that's all. Yeah. Um, okay, and that's that. Um, third trailer, X-Men will start Monroe and then go to Manas. 30 seconds on the clock and go. Didn't watch it, but I'm not the biggest X-Men fan, so I, I I can't speak intelligibly about this topic. So I guess it looked good, I don't know. Manas, you're on. Okay, so Marcus, I know that you're a big Marvel geek and you don't like where the, uh, the X-Men franchise has been going in the movie franchise, but I've actually been a big fan of the movie franchise as a standalone story. Um, now, that being said, this trailer, it looks so... It looks like the Fantastic Four movies, the ones with Jessica Alba and Chris Evans. It looks over-the-top animated. Um, I don't like how they have Storm as a bad guy because Storm has always been one of my favorite characters. I do like that we have Jubilee back on the scene um, because we haven't seen her character at all. Um, and Nightcrawler, also one of my favorites, he's back. So, you know, what? we'll see where this goes. I like Oscar Isaac. Um, I think that, you know, as Apocalypse, Apocalypse should be... Uh, I remember a stronger voice or stronger uh, a, a stronger voice character, like maybe something with more baritone in it. But um, you know what? We'll just have to wait and see. Okay. <clears throat> I'm underwhelmed. I'll say this. I'm a little underwhelmed. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I'm getting my thoughts together to give my 30-second spiel. Somebody time me because I do have a lot to say, and I'm going to try to cram this all in one 30-second blurb. Right, and go. 
I am not looking forward to this movie, and the movie kind of varies a little bit from the comics to the cartoon. Yes, Jubilee is in it, Storm is in it, Gene is in it, and this is supposed to be a kind of a rewash of the entire thing, but I don't think that this is the correct way they should be without this. The trailer doesn't look very exciting at all. I think Apocalypse should have been played by somebody else. I don't think Oscar Isaac fits in there. Storm may be a bad guy in this, but it'll only be for a certain amount of time, and I think the Archangel was the only one that actually fits into this genre and that kind of story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next? Um, let's. Does anybody have any other trailers? I do. I don't know if you guys watch it, but I just saw it this morning. The trailer to the BFG, which is a Raul no, Dahl. I, I, I saw it and I was like, I need to watch it, but I can't put it off. Everybody said it. What? what is it? BFG. It's oh. um, Raul Dahl book. And it was one of my favorite books growing up, and they made a cartoon about it that I think was like, it wasn't like a big deal when it came out. It was just maybe like made for TV cartoon. Oh. And um, so it's like one, it's my favorite Wild Doll book and I'm really glad they're doing it. And so far, like what I've seen, which is next to nothing, cause it's just a teaser trailer. Mm. It looks really true to the book. And, and it Steven looks Spielberg's really directing it. Huh? Steven Spielberg's directing it. Yeah. And so it just, it looks incredible so far. I want to see this. It's like my childhood. I will put that on my list. I'll check it out. You should. Definitely. That's all I have. Uh, there was a few new trailers that we haven't talked about since the po- last podcast. Captain America Civil War. Yeah, that looks like it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. That looks awesome. Uh, and apparently it's supposed. To, this movie is going to change it. the way we see Iron Man and Captain America. It's supposed to change things forever. So. Oh, good. Uh, Batman vs. Superman came out with a new trailer. I think it uh, looks... Huh? No, it looks so good. Um, and I know Ca- uh, uh, the Captain America movie and Batman vs. Superman come out the same day, and I think I'm going to choose Batman vs. Superman first. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to see both, but Batman vs. Superman, I got to check that out first. Captain America. No, Batman vs. Superman. I'm going to this Star Wars The Force Awakens, the Chinese trailer just got released and it has so much more footage and action than what we've seen so far and it looks oh amazing. It looks great. I gotta plug my computer in. Sorry. What's that? I gotta plug my computer in to die. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that looks great. Um, and then I haven't watched it yet, but the new trailer for the uh, for Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon sequel. Oh yeah. Are making another one? Huh? We're making another one? Yeah, that's a sequel to it. I so love it's going to be released on Netflix. <clears throat> oh, okay. I love that movie. Not everybody's returning, though. Oh, and then there's the the Huntsman Winter's War, which is the sequel to Snow White and the Huntsman. Um, so, and that looks good. Uh, Charlize Theron is back, at, as long as with Chris Hemsworth uh, and Emily Blunt. And let me see who else. Jessica Chastain's also in it, too. It's like a much better cast. This time. Yeah, it's a much better cast. And uh, what's her name? Twilight Girl is not in it. Sure, <laughs> good. She's not in it. Uh, what else? There was one more. Uh, da, da, da. I think that's it. Oh, Bad Grandpa. Eh. I no. hate the first one. I'm sorry. I just thought it was like borderline mean. Wait, or is it Dirty Grandpa? What's what Dirty Grandpa? Oh, okay. Robert De Niro and Zac Efron. Oh, yeah. I thought they were making a bad grandpa too. Okay. I thought you were talking about the one with Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, that movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, Dirty, Dirty Grandpa. grandpa. I don't know. I thought it looked funny. It's, it, it does. Looks, yeah, it looks funny. 
So we'll we'll see how that comes out. But um, anyway, yeah, we should all you guys should all check those out. There, you know, these are pretty amazing trailers. <laughs> so, uh, and it's from the director of like Borat uh, and Bruno, Ali, all the Ali G, uh, you know, face movies. Right. Um, we're kind of hitting the time mark on here, so I'll be quick with my news and then with everybody else's news. Let's do it. Let me know. The only things I have written down is that the Golden Globe nominations are out. I won't go over the list like I was going to. You can check that out. I'll post it on the Facebook, on the Couch Shorts Facebook page. A lot of good TV shows got some good nods this year, and so I'm pretty proud of that and impressed. Um, Empire was probably the biggest one. They got a real, some really huge nods on the TV side and on the SAG side, too, I think. And then um, I read somewhere that that uh, um, what's the Mad Max is apparently supposed to be the sleeper movie of the awards season. Like nobody thought it was going to get awards, and then it like racked up some pretty big awards so far. <laughs> yeah, they're, and they're even talking about it. Might need, it might even be nominated for best picture one. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, the, apparently, they expanded the best picture category to ten films now. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Um, the other thing I had was that Michael B. Jordan got really punched in the face on the set of Creed for one of the. <laughs> <laughs> Stallone, Sylvester Stallone posted a Vine video of it or something like that. He really had to get punched in the face for a scene. I uh, also want to give a big shout out to The Wiz. That was an amazing, amazing. I've seen the original Broad- Broadway musical and the movie. Mm-hmm. This by far is such a good rendition and updated version of The Wiz. Like, the music was popping, the cast was popping, like, it was colorful, it was so good. My my only criticism is the woman who played Aunt Am, although she did a good job acting-wise, I thought her singing voice was... Uh, no, you know who she is, right? No, who is she? She's the original Dorothy from The Wiz. Like, is she really? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, but her voice... You need to go... Ah, what's her name? Dang, I'm gonna say, you need to go Google... Google her and watch a YouTube clip of her. When I say that her voice is like out of this world amazing, out of this world, just go Google. Maybe she just had a hard time singing live or something. Cause I I, I even heard her voice crack at one part. Whoa. Stephanie Mills, Stephanie. Yeah, Yeah. her voice, at the very beginning when she sang her first song, her voice actually cracked. Yeah, you're crazy. (laughs) 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 You know, we agree to disagree all the time. Yeah, we do. Um, the stronger, I think the stronger the performances were Queen Latifah and Amber Riley. I Amber Riley slayed the entire night. They're both great. Um, Elijah Kelly, he was really good as a scarecrow. He was good. Um, and Shanice Williams as a newcomer, I liked her. She was great. She was cute and she had her emotions were genuine. And The person who surprised me the most was Neo. I did not expect him to do as good of a job as he did. Uh, he was good. He was part of the list. Yeah, he, he was a thin man. Oh, that's cool. And he did amazing. Um, and and a real, I, I loved uh, Uzo Duba as um, yeah. as the good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know she could sing, but she can. She's got a good. She's opera. Yeah, she's a classically trained opera singer. I had no idea. But, well, she's great. She I didn't know she was in it. That's cool. Yeah. Mary J. Blige was not bad. Uh, I thought she could have been better, but she was not bad. Um, now the thing is, is that I actually um, I had come back from New York recently, and I had saw a few live performances um, on Broadway, and it's kind of hard to different to differentiate that. Like if you actually been to like you know if you see live productions and then you see stuff like this like live on the air, there's a different energy. There's a different you know, and even if it is live, it's still like it's not the same as seeing it live in person because it, you know when you see it on TV, you're expecting a little bit more, and I had to try to uh, bring myself out of that. 
and make put myself in the place of watching a live performance. So I don't know if I, w- I really want to talk to somebody who's into theater to see if um, if they kind of feel something similar with uh, live broadcasts. Well, I mean, you can we could get into this very much, but you also got to understand is that they had to stage this for TV, and so staging yeah. it for theater, staging for TV are yep. going to be two totally different things because yeah. you have to play up certain things even more so, and yeah. how they look on camera is going to be a lot different than what it would be that if you were watching it live. Yeah. I won't get into all of that though. The last bit of news I had was just that Will Smith is supposed to be rumored to be appearing as Deadshot in the next Batman movie. So. Oh, that's cool. Okay. I didn't know they were making another Batman movie. Apparently with Ben Affleck. I don't he's, know. A, he's already Deadshot in Suicide Squad. Right. So. Oh, that's good. So, they're, so right. DC's stepping up its universe game. They'll never stop making Batman movies. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I have. What is there about? I have a couple things for news. Um, the Leftovers, which has been an HBO, that's also been kind of a sleeper hit. Um, but it's been doing really well. Um, the the creators of the show say that they're actually going to end it at, at the end of season three. Um, and it's not because they're not getting the viewership. It's not because the show's not doing well. It's, it's a creative decision that they wanted to do. So um, I'm not sure why, what's behind that creative decision, but um, I'll actually be happy to see if there's any sort of resolution. Because you guys, have you guys heard of the show? Do you know what it's about? Yeah. Uh, Jennifer yeah. Lincoln's husband, right? Yeah. yeah uh, Justin Justin Trudeau. Bro. He, yeah. So basically, it's just the story of people. You know, a percentage of the world's population, like two percent of the world population, has disappeared. And it shows some characters are actually lost their entire family, and it's like it started like a cult. It's like it's all this crazy shit going. It's a really good show. It's a really good show. It's really well done. Um, I didn't like it at first, but the more I got, I got into it. The, I think the more I liked it. So yeah, uh, and it's really well done. So anyway, that's going to end after season three. It's they just wrapped up, I think, season two. Um, Transparent has been published today. Uh, they had the first episode released for a few weeks as a sneak peek, but now the entire second season has been published today as of December 11th. Um, Grace and Frankie has been renewed for uh, third season. Which is great because they're already, they're only in production for uh, the second season. Um, and lastly, I have on my list is that Dolly Parton's new show um, debuted at 13 million viewers. Nice. What is her new show? It is. I'll tell you right here. Coat of many colors. Oh, that's a movie. Yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on. It was a, movie, a TV movie, made for TV movie. Yeah, well, I thought she was doing a show, but... Um, Jennifer Nettles is the star. She's a country singer. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's The Coat of Many Colors, right? Yeah. You're right, yeah. So it, it, it brought in 13 million viewers, which is great. That's awesome. That's very highly successful. Um, and that's it. Monroe, do you have anything? Nope. Boom. Boom. Um, well, this there's a few big things, big changes being made to the Couch Lords, as we all know. Number one is this is the last podcast of the year. This is also the last podcast you'll see us on Google Hangouts because we'll be all in the same room again. <laughs> They're excited about that. Yeah, so thanks for bearing with us with the whole Google Hangout thing. We know it's kind of annoying to listen to, but... Um, but we hope you enjoy our podcast and we will be back with clearer voices for our next podcast in 2016. And a lot more exciting ideas. So make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Couch Lords. You can watch our Google Hangouts on YouTube at Couch Lords. And where can they find us on SoundCloud platforms? Uh, you just, just do a search for Couch Lords. We'll pop up. 
That's that's it. I think the the URL is soundcloud.com uh, forward slash uh, couch lords. Okay. And like we always end, what is everybody binge watching for this holiday break? I know what I'm watching. I'll start. Uh, I caught up on Jessica Jones. Yeah, you're sleeping on that, Marcus. I want that sleep, but I just haven't had time. <laughs> no, you're sleeping on it. <laughs> I'm going to get caught up on American Horror Story, and I'm going to find a way to watch Transparent. Those are my three videos. Okay. Uh, yeah, Transparent, definitely going to be binge-watching. Um, I also... Oh, uh, some quick news about Sherlock. Um, they're actually doing a standalone episode where... Uh, they're going to do a Christmas episode that takes place during the Victorian time. So it's all the same actors playing the same characters. It's just them in the Victorian era. That's cool. um, so yeah, it's just going to be a standalone episode. It has nothing to do with the rest of the series. It's just, like I said, characters in Victorian time. So that's going to be cool. And the trailer for that has been released. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to watch that when that comes out. I'm going to catch up on Doctor Who because I have been, I've missed like the last five or six episodes and there's been a, a major death um, in, in the episode, so uh, we'll find out about that. And then um, I think that's it. I will be watching I have to finish Jessica Jones. I'll watch the Sherlock thing, Transparent, and Mr. Robot. I want to watch that this spring. Oh, and don't forget, we will all be, at some point in time, Watching the new Star Wars movie. Absolutely. That's right. I got my tickets for December 22nd. <laughs> I will be watching it sometime in January in a matinee so I don't have to sit next to no damn kids. I will come dressed up on my own. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I think I'm actually going to in the new year because I will go with you guys. <laughs> That's what you want to say is I want to see it twice. I want to see it with you guys in January. But I think I'm going to go like after that week after Christmas, you know, between New Year's and Christmas. I think I'm going to go that week. I think it's still going to be crazy to go if you're up for it. We're going to go at like a random time though. We're going to go at like two in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But people are not in school. We have to wait till they go back to school. I'm just saying, if you're up for it, go ahead. Because that's that's kind of, I'm seeing it right before Christmas. I don't know. <laughs> Good luck to you. That's what yeah, I got. Yeah, no kidding. Good luck. Get there hella early. Right. Well, actually, I got the, the tickets that I got. They're reserved seating. So. Nice. You still probably have to kick somebody out of your seat. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What, what was that like on the key and pill? Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Oh my God. Andre. Andre. <laughs> All right. Well, we are the Couch Lords and we enjoy doing this and we hope you guys enjoy listening slash watching to us. We will see you all in the new year where we will continue to sit. We watch. We conquer! Yeah. <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays, guys.